Are we recording? We are. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm asleep at the wheel. (laughs) I didn't see the numbers come up. (laughs) Oh, you didn't? I thought you did. Welcome, everybody. Hi, this is Lorraine. Welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm Jeremiah. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> sorry. Uh, this is what happens when you record and then you don't stop it and start over again. This is yes. what you get. And we're not going to... St- we, we committed a year ago we're that in. we weren't going to stop. Yeah, we're just going to keep in. going. <laughs> How are you, Jeremiah? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I am well. Just a little tired. I told you earlier I I didn't sleep good last night, so I'm sorry for how I look today. I look older than I normally do. No, you don't. It's all good. Anyway. Well, today is a good day uh, to do a Bible study, so welcome to everybody. Uh, We're glad that you're here and able to join us uh, on this little journey that we're on. Um, We wanted to uh, start off, before we say our prayer time, Uh, To remind everybody, since we're in a new year, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's been about a year, but periodically we tell you that uh, this is Leap of Faith Podcast, and we read the Bible into the world one day, one chapter at a time, five days a week. Um, Jeremiah and I are not, uh, we didn't go to seminary, we're not Bible scholars, we're Mm -hmm. just lay people, just like you are, and we want to read the Word of God and we talk about it the way it comes to us and mm-hmm. how you know we feel. And we're usually on the same page when we're reading it. So oh, yeah, it must yeah. be godly. I, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. So uh, we just don't want to uh, mislead anybody into thinking that we know all and you know we're, right. we're privy to any extra information. Because we're not. Yeah, so, no, no Greek or no Hebrew. No. no. No, now, we don't I know do, how to... Tra- go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, now, we do listen and go to church, and we do hear other biblical scholars, so that's where some of our information comes from, but it, it's not our, necessarily, our actual wisdom. Yes, exactly. So, you know, we, we don't want to, uh, like I said, we don't want to mislead anybody and, you know, think that we're, you know, pastors, because we're not. Yeah, everything we've learned is from uh, being diligent, uh, going to church or watching church on TV, listening to other pastors and a wide variety of pastors, not just mm-hmm. pastors that we, you know, like I, we had the same pastor for what, 20 years Yeah, at least. Uh, and then, you know, he retired. So, you know, we got a lot of information from him and for, from guest speakers that came to the church. Mm-hmm. So. You know, everything is sort of just built, and the more you read, the better you get to know Jesus, and the better you get to know our God. So uh, that's why we started doing this. We wanted everybody to get the opportunity to be able to hear the Word of God and read along with us. So, So for anybody who wants to make comments or send us messages or... You know, we we always love to hear from everybody, but we don't yeah. want you all to think that we are, you know, the, the anything. Last word in theology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're just reading it out loud. That's all. Yeah. And, and, you know, 
for and if anybody wants to use it as a as a tool for a Bible study, you know, feel free. It's you know we're not gonna we don't charge for it because we're not in it to make money or anything like mm -hmm. that. We're just doing what we feel God's telling us to do. We're just being obedient, right. which is what He requires. So, um, so we got that out of the way <laughs> to make sure everybody understands that. Um, so, uh, do you want to open us up in prayer? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I said sure, and we just had a conversation about that. You did? I didn't hear that until you said it. I mean, I did hear it, but that's so funny. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll fill you guys in later. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll do that. Okay. All right, let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord... Uh, we, we kneel before you uh, in your presence, Lord, and we give you praise and praise and praise, Lord. Um, very thankful that, that we're able to, to come before you and worship you and, and, and praise you. Lord, I uh, pray for our listeners, our watchers, our friends and family, Lord. Um, we're in a new year, and Lord, I, I pray that we're all... Uh, doing what we can to improve ourselves uh, I know last week we talked about what our word of the year is for ourselves Lord and so my prayer is that anybody that made any uh, resolutions or um, words describing their year or what their goals are I pray for encouragement I pray for it to, for the, the courage to stick to it mm. Lord and continue on uh, it doesn't happen overnight, and so um, my prayer is that each and every person that's looking to, to change for the better, that uh, it's it's one step at a time, Lord, and uh, we want to be here to support and, and pray for everyone mm -hmm. in that situation. Uh, I also um, had a conversation last night with someone, Lord, and, uh, that really needed encouragement, Lord, and, and I want to pray for this person. Uh, who's going through a very specific uh, injury and uh, what he's trying to do to deal with it and uh, the emotional side of it, the uh, physical side of it, Lord. Um, because in my conversation with him, we, we all hit storms mm. and we're all in the midst of something. Sometimes it's worse than others. Sometimes it's better than others, uh, or not as bad as others, I should say. But uh, it happens to all of us, Lord. And uh, I pray for that reminder that we're on the lookout for those that need our help, whether it's uh, money or just being a friend or just listening and encouraging and blessing, Lord, or in prayer. Uh, I pray that we are reminded to 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 be there uh, for our friends and our family, even for those that we don't know, uh, strangers that come up and decide to talk to us, uh, that we're reminded to, to pray for them and to um, be the shining light that you are, that we can be your, your tool uh, to spread your love, Lord. And thank you all for, most of all for your son who died on the cross for our sins. And uh, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I also want to lift up uh, your dad. Uh, no specifics on that, but we just want to lift him up. 
and uh, I also want to lift up my sister who was asking for prayer yesterday again uh, we can't get specific but I just want to lift her up in prayer we were praying for her today and uh, you know for anybody else who has like Jeremiah said we, we just need to lift our friends and family up in prayer we need to be accountable and, and do and, and in the moment we want to be prayer warriors you know don't just say it actually do it so Lord help us to be the prayer warriors that you have asked us to be uh, Lord take us where you want us to go let us meet the people you want us to meet let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way in Jesus name amen amen you didn't mind me saying that, did you? No, 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 not Okay. <laughs> you know, I just felt led, you know. God's just, you know, when you put stuff on your heart, you got to you gotta go with it, you know. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, you know. I, I learned from John David, you know. He was yeah. my, uh, you know, unbeknownst to him, he was a mentor for me. And, you know, I... I I always admired him for like literally just stopping and praying. You know, there weren't a lot of yeah. people that did that, but he did. And so, yeah. and Amanda, she also did too. So, all right. Uh, so before we do our uh, reading, we are doing, today is, we're going to tag it as Friends and Family Friday. So, like I said yesterday, I know all these little tags sound a little cheesy, but you know what? We need a little cheesy in our lives. We do. We do. I always like extra cheese. I do, <laughs> too. <laughs> so, Jeremiah, what is our friends and family verse of the day? Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. There it is. Excellent. Yeah. We should do it, you know, and, and uh, there was a couple of verses ago uh, on the Bible app that said, uh, pray for your enemies. Yes. That was a, and you know, it's inclusive, you know, even though they're either tormenting you or persecuting you or whatever it is that they're doing to you, you should pray for them because that's mm -hmm. what God tells us to do. Yeah. So, but yeah. Praying for your uh, family, your physical family, as well as your spiritual family mm -hmm. and friends. So, good job. All right. Are we ready to dive in? Let's go. All right. I got to put my readers on. So today, I haven't said it yet, and you didn't say it either, but we, because we got off to such a crazy start. Uh, today is episode 66.1. And we are in chapter 8 of Exodus. And like I said yesterday, we're going to be reading all the plagues that God is throwing down on Egypt and on Pharaoh. And to remind everybody that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. So he's, you know, because, because God hardened his heart. He's, you know, he wanted to make sure that at the end of all this, it was going to be absolutely 100% clear that uh, it I'm sorry, my phone is ringing. Hang on a second. <laughs> that it's, uh, it was God that did all of this. And it was God who delivered the Israelites out of uh, Egypt. So he wants to make it uh, clear. Okay. Yeah. Chapter 8, Plague of Frogs. <clears throat> then the Lord said to Moses, Go back to Pharaoh and announce to him, 
This is what the Lord says. Let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs across your entire land. The Nile River will swarm with frogs. They will come up out of the river and into your palace, even into your bedroom and onto your bed. They will enter the houses of your officials and your people. They will, evil, they will even jump into your ovens and your kneading bowls. Frogs will jump on you, your people, and all your officials. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, raise the staff in your hand over all the rivers, canals, and ponds of Egypt, and bring up frogs over all the land. <clears throat> so Aaron raised his hand over the waters of Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the whole land. But the magicians were able to do the same thing with their magic. They too caused frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron, I'm sorry, then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, plead with the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people. I will let your people go so they can offer sacrifices to the Lord. You set the time, Moses replied. Tell me when you want me to pray for you, your officials and your people. Then you and your houses will be rid of the frogs. They will remain only in the Nile River. Do it tomorrow, Pharaoh said. All right, re uh, Moses replied. It will be as you have said. Then you will know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will leave you and your houses, your officials and your people. They will remain only in the Nile River. So Moses and Pharaoh, Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh's palace, and Moses cried out to the Lord about the frogs he had inflicted on Pharaoh. And the Lord did just what Moses had predicted. The frogs in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields all died. The Egyptians piled them into great heaps, and a terrible stench filled the land. But when Pharaoh saw that relief had come, he became stubborn. He refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord predicted. So the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, raise your staff and strike the ground. The dust will turn into swarms of gnats throughout the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did, just as the Lord had commanded them. When Aaron raised his hand and struck the ground with his staff, gnats infested the entire land, covering the Egyptians and their animals. All the dust in the land of Egypt turned into gnats. Pharaoh's magicians tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed. And the gnats covered everyone, people and animals alike. This is the finger of God, the magicians exclaimed to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He wouldn't listen to them, just as the Lord predicted. A plague of flies. Then the Lord told Moses, Get up early in the morning and stand in Pharaoh's way as he goes down to the river. Say to him, This is what the Lord says. Let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse, then I will send swarms of flies on your officials, your people, and all the houses. The Egyptian homes will be filled with flies and the ground will be covered with them. But this time I will spare the region of Goshen where my people live. No flies will be found there. Then you will know that I am the Lord and that I am present even in the heart of your land. 
I will make a clear distinction between my people and your people. The miraculous sign will happen tomorrow. And the Lord did just as he had said. A thick swarm of flies filled Pharaoh's palace and the official and the house of his officials. The whole land of Egypt was thrown into chaos by the flies. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron. All right, go ahead and offer sacrifices to your God, he said, but do it here in this land. But Moses replied, that wouldn't be right. The Egyptians detest the sacrifices that we offer to the Lord our God. Look, if we offer our sacrifices here, where the Egyptians can see us, they will stone us. We must take a three-day trip into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, just as he commanded us. All right, go ahead, Pharaoh replied. I will let you go into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God, but don't go too far away. Now hurry and pray for me. Moses answered, As soon as I leave you, I will pray to the Lord, and tomorrow the swarms of flies will disappear from you and your officials and all your people. But I am warning you, Pharaoh, don't lie to us again and refuse to let the people go to sacrifice to the, to the Lord. So Moses left Pharaoh's palace and pleaded with the Lord to remove all the flies. And the Lord did as Moses asked and caused the swarms of flies to disappear from Pharaoh, his officials, and his people. Not a single fly remained, but Pharaoh again became stubborn and refused to let the people go. Wow, that was a lot. Mm -hmm. um, because I was reading so intently, I did not get to highlight a lot. So okay. I'm going to have to rely on you, Jeremiah, for what you did. Sure. Um, yes. You're so funny. Um, all right, so where did you start? I didn't start until way down in 10. No, I was highlighting uh, the Lord's instructions and <coughs> the things he was saying. Um, you know, that Moses went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord says. Let my people go so they can worship me. Um, and then um, what, what I find interesting, and I highlighted these, was Everything that Moses did and Aaron did, their magicians tried to do. Yeah. Right? So, like, the, the frogs. Um, so, I highlighted that in, in verse 2. Uh, the plague of frogs across the entire land. Um, and then what really caught my eye is in, in verse 3, you know, explaining, uh, Moses explaining what the frogs will do. And they'll come up out of the river into your palace, your bedroom, onto your bed. They'll enter the uh, houses of the officials and your people. And then I highlighted here, they will even jump into your ovens and kneading bowls. That's gross. Yeah, it is gross. <laughs> and they'll jump on you, your people, and all your officials. Yeah. I mean, I I've been freaking like, out. Yeah, I don't right? like frogs. No. I don't, I don't, I don't. And so, yeah, that is, even like in today's age, thinking about frogs everywhere, like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem pleasant. No, and like, imagine, like looking around your office, you would have them everywhere in your office. Yeah. Right? 
in your yeah. in your kneading bowls, in your in your in your ovens, and you know they'd be everywhere. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't yeah. deal with that. Well, no, and this definitely. and this first plague actually does everybody because it doesn't say here that he separated his people, God's people, from the Egyptians. So even God's people are having to deal with this. No, no, actually, he says your people. He oh, says he does frogs say your jump people. On That's you, true. your people, and all your officials. So it's only affecting the Egyptians. Okay. That's the way I, I read that. I can see that. Yeah. So, sorry. Didn't mean to. No, 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 no. That's a good catch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So where did you go from there? Um, I highlighted in five uh, that the Lord told Moses to tell Aaron to raise his staff and his hands over the rivers, canals, and ponds of Egypt. And uh, in six, oh, in seven, that the magicians were able to do the same thing with their magic. So um, it's kind of interesting, though, because if Aaron did it first, how do we know that the magicians were really able to do it? But, I mean, it says they were. Right. Um, and that's just, that's kind of fantastical, like, knowing that magic does that, too. That's kind of weird and kind of. It's it's like Pharaoh gets to see, oh, well, we can do it too, but the magicians weren't able to get rid of them. Right. Which I think is the point of saying that the magicians can do it. The point is that, you know, yeah, you can do it, but can you get rid of them? Exactly. And they couldn't. And they couldn't. Right. And so Pharaoh asked, uh, plead with the Lord and take these frogs away from my people, and I'll let you go in and sacrifice. Right. Um, and so I love that Moses says, well, you, you tell me when. You tell me when and I'll do it. Yeah. And uh, Pharaoh said tomorrow. Yeah. That's where I picked up here. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then to continue on in 10, uh, Moses says, uh, all right. It will be as you have said, then you will know that there is no one like our God. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the frogs will leave you in your houses, your officials, and your people that will remain only in the Nile River. And then uh, I didn't, I highlighted again down in 15, you know, because, you know, they, they did as, exactly what Pharaoh wanted them to do. They got rid mm -hmm. of the frogs in the houses, the courtyards, the fields. Uh, but in 15, but when Pharaoh saw that the relief had come, he became stubborn. And he yeah. refused to listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord predicted, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I know that God hardened his heart, but I, I'm, I'm guessing the assumption or the, the way that he would think, Pharaoh would think about it is, well, it's just coincidence that it happened. I mean, that's all I can, my brain could come up with. It was like, why? how can the Pharaoh not see this and i know it's because god doesn't want him to god wants to show his miracles before the people of egypt um but just how you have to lie to yourself and and be stubborn like that well yeah. how many times do we do that you know how yeah. many times do we you know dig in and you know we know god's telling us to do something and we're like nope not gonna do it yeah you know I mean, we're all guilty of it, but, you know, 
Pharaoh was really digging in yeah. his heels. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. So now uh, we go into a plague of gnats. I didn't realize that there were like extra plagues inside of this one. I didn't mm -hmm. realize that there was like there's... I thought there was only like 10 plagues. But there's like sub-plagues inside of it, I think, right? Uh, no, I think there's only 10. Well, it goes, okay, so the, you've got, so far you've got the frogs, the gnats, and the flies. That's three. And then next chapter it's going to be against livestock. Then there's boils, hail, locusts. I don't know. We'll have to count them up after we're done reading. But yeah. that's a lot. But anyway. Yeah, no, it's a right. lot. It's a lot. So I go down into 17. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. So they're being obedient. Uh, you know, they're doing what God's telling them to do. Right, right. And uh, because God tells them to strike your staff and the dust will turn into swarms of gnats. And Aaron raised his hand, struck the ground with his staff. Gnats infested the entire land, covering the Egyptians and their animals. Um, then in 18, Pharaoh's magicians tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed. So they couldn't bring the gnats up. Right. And then uh, this is the finger of God, the magician. So now the magicians are starting to tell Pharaoh, look, this isn't anything that we, we can possibly do. So this has got to be God. Mm -hmm. And But Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He wouldn't listen to them just as the Lord predicted. Yeah, which, you know, makes me think, again, the Lord is just using these plagues to show his his uh, governance of the world and his, he is who he is and he is who he says he is. It's part of that. All the people can see and, and, and start to believe. Well, and it's slowly, obviously, because now the magicians believe. Yeah. So it's working. It's it is, and the and the Egyptians are known for their religious ways and and their, you know, what they believed in their uh, gods and goddesses and things like that. So, it does take something when you're deep into a religion. It takes something f fantastical to kind of get you away from that, you know, that belief. Absolutely, yeah, I I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And that, again, nat gross gnats. Have you oh. ever seen, seen a swarm of gnats, like, in front of you? Yeah. Like, that little swarm, you know, like, just a little of the turley, and then they come yeah. towards you, and you're, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like and it gets in your hair. Yes. You know, like and, and, and when you do it, when you don't see them, like, you're, like, not paying attention. Yes. And they get in your mouth. Ooh. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm just saying. I, I couldn't do a swarm because even, you know, Cassie, Cassie gets so frustrated when one gets in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like when you bring fruit home. Right. And there's those little fruit flies all over the house. Yeah. I hate that. I really yeah. do. And I let me just say, I hate the word hate. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, <laughs> so now we go into uh, a, fla a plague of flies. Yeah. Um, so Moses uh, has to get up early in the morning, stand in Pharaoh's way as he goes to the river um, and say to him, this is what the Lord says. Let my people go so they can worship me. I mean, he keeps repeating himself. Yeah. 
Uh, if you refuse, then I will send swarms of flies. Um, the Egyptian homes will be filled with flies and the ground will be covered. But this time, now he's putting a stipulation on it. Yeah. Uh, I will spare the region of Goshen where my people live. No flies will be found there. Then you will know that I am the Lord and that I am present even in the heart of your land. So maybe you were right. Maybe maybe it was that. affecting everybody. everybody. Yeah. And now he's making that stipulation where it's not going to affect the Hebrews. Right. So I can see where you thought that. Um, and then I did 24. Am I skipping anything that you highlighted? No, I've highlighted that. Okay. Uh, oh, and the good. Lord did just as he said. Now, that is, to me, a very important line because God yes. always does what he says he's going to do. Right. He is faithful and he's, he, you know, he does what he says he's going to do. And that's what mm -hmm. he's doing here. Yeah. So a thick swarm of flies filled Pharaoh's palace and the house of his officials. Uh, the whole land of Egypt was thrown into chaos by the flies. Yeah. And Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron. You know, he's finally desperate again. Mm -hmm. You know, all right, all right, go ahead and offer sacrifices to your God, but do it here in this land. So now he's putting another stipulation on it. Yeah. Right? It's like, go ahead, but you got to do it here. Exactly. And I love Moses' response to that. That wouldn't be right because the Egyptians don't like what we do and they're going to stone us. I right. mean, that... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, he said in the very beginning, he's like, the, you know, the Egyptians don't like us. Yeah. Obviously. So, the Egyptians detest the sacrifices that we offer to the Lord our God. Look, if we offer our sacrifices here, uh, they will stone us. So, we must take a three-day trip into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, just as he commanded. So, we're trying to be obedient to God. Right. And do what he's telling us to do. Um, what else did you get? Because I didn't highlight anything. No, I think that was the most, 27 was, you know, Moses being obedient. Like, no, this is, this is what he, we've asked for from the beginning was to take a three-day trip. So this is what, what we need. This is what our commandment is. So he's sticking yeah. to it too. He's being faithful. Yes. He didn't compromise. No. And so now Pharaoh's saying in 28, go ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, he's saying it, but he's not really in his heart. Right. Gonna do it. You know, go into the wilderness, offer your sacrifices, but don't go too far away. <laughs> he's shaking yeah. his finger at him. Um, did you highlight anything between 29 and the end? Uh, just 31. <clears throat> that, uh, again, as... The Lord does what he says, and the Lord did as Moses asked, causing the swarms to disappear from Pharaoh. Yeah. And then I highlighted the last line, but Pharaoh again yeah. became stubborn and refused to let the people go. So, yeah. you know, he's being true to what God said he was going to be. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, God has shown himself in a mighty way. And he will continue to. We know that because we, we've read this story before. Well, we've read this story before. I, people out there, if you've never read the story, it gets really good. So hang in there and keep reading with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love reading this. I love reading uh, this history. It's, uh, you know, and, and I've already done this once. 
now. So I'm like, this is like a, you know, refresher course. And I learn new stuff from mm -hmm. what I learned the first time. So it's really, really yeah. cool. Well, I think what's, what's great about it too is because we, we grow as people, right? And other situations come on us throughout our life and uh, troubles, happiness, whatever it may be. And it does affect how, how we read and what we read and the spirit kind of touches us wherever we are. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know I, what I what I'm finding is uh, the more, and I think we've said this before. The more I read, the more you get to know God, the the more confident you are in your walk, and like you know, I was I can't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody, and they were kind of talking about some troubles they were having, and I said, you know, we're I'm in the and I'm almost finishing the book of Job with my friend Sharon. And so we're almost halfway through the Old Testament. Is that right? Yeah. No, halfway through the Bible. We're almost halfway through the, because the middle of Psalms is the, is the absolute middle of the right. Bible. And so um, anyway, uh, but I mentioned, you know, I'm like, you know, the whole book of Job is about how he couldn't figure out why God was punishing him, you know, and, um, it wasn't God punishing him because nobody knew on the backside that it was right. this, you know, deal he made with Satan anyway. So did I already talk about this? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. So I was able to, you know, bring what I'm learning into a conversation with somebody to help them to understand that this doesn't just happen to you, you right. know, stuff happens, life happens. And, you know, God sometimes allows those things to happen because it might better the kingdom. That's the whole purpose right. of it. So that's what we've, that's what we've learned. Right. Mm -hmm. 100%. So, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's it for the reading for today, everyone. Uh, so, uh, as, like I said, it was really good stuff listening and hearing what, you know, what God's doing with the Israelites um, but we are now uh, going to go ahead and lead you guys in the prayer of salvation. Um, we always give that opportunity to everybody, anybody who's out there listening. If you feel like God is leading you uh, to believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, uh, and he died on the cross for your sins, then this is your moment. We always give you that opportunity. So, uh, And if you're a believer and you just want to reaffirm, you can say the prayer with us. <clears throat> so let's, uh, let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. We always are so thankful that somebody uh, accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Uh, and we uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, Jeremiah will tell you how you can make your comments or get in touch with us. Yeah, you can always email us, Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org or Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. We get those emails. Uh, and we read them and we reply back. 
uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can definitely reach out to us through there, through Messenger or comment on our podcast. Uh, But we do ask for you to share it, let people know what you're listening to, and uh, keep it moving. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we love to hear from you guys. Uh, We were just talking about, well, let's finish up. So uh, we also encourage you to, A, uh, write down the day that you accepted Jesus, Mm -hmm. uh, mark it down on your calendar, put it in your Bible. Um, But we also encourage you to get to a church or a pastor, somebody who can help you answer some questions uh, that you might have, and just, you know, start living your life for Christ uh, because mm-hmm. that's what he requires us to do. He asks us to be a fisher of, fisher of men. Is that right, Fisher? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what we uh, are encouraging you to do. So, But uh, we've gotten a few. Uh, this week, apparently, uh, we've gotten people liking our new Bible verse. We, we love that. Um, if you want to follow us, you know, we're always, uh, encourage people to follow us. Uh, also we've gotten a couple of messages from some folks and we're thankful that people mm-hmm. are reaching out to us and, uh, we will do our best to get back to you if there's an answer to be had. Uh, but we appreciate, uh, you know, people, uh, communicating with us. Yeah. So, and we, like I said, we do the best. I check every day. I check my emails every day. To see if anybody's uh, written a note to us. so, And I know Jeremiah does the same thing. So uh, we're as hands-on as we can be. So. That's right. So now we are on to, what, the little things? The little things. Yeah. So, yeah. Jeremiah, you had some... Uh, well, first of all, did we want to talk about the word sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can talk about the word sure. And it, I, it, I felt like Moses could have answered to Pharaoh instead of saying, all right, sure. Yeah. Is there a Hebrew word for sure? Yeah. Uh, you know? Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, – why it's so funny to us is because, you know, uh, again, because of our experiences and, and what's going on uh, and, and our our language and what we use to, to – to talk, uh, we had a conversation about the word sure and what it means to us because um, Lorraine had asked me a question and I replied with sure. And she thought it may have been, she took it a different way than what I had meant it just due to certain experiences. And so, you know, um, I actually do say sure a lot and I mean it as like, like sure yeah I'll do it or sometimes it's kind of like eh, sure like almost if I'm not sure about it but I'll say sure um, I'm a little playful with the word and so it just caught me funny as we were in the middle of this podcast and we just talked about the word sure <laughs> what it means to each of us and the fact that I was still saying it so I felt like oh now that I know what it means to her sometimes I was like oh did I say it the right way and yeah <laughs> well to me it's kind of um, you know, the word sure has a connotation of like amb- ambiguity, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't want to really commit to it. So it's like, yeah, sh-. or it's kind of right. a negative, like, sure, you know, rolling my eyes. Sure, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I get a text from anybody, 
and they put in the word sure, I don't know how they mean it. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, how do I take that? Are they being like, sure, I'll do it, or sure, I'll do it, you know? So that was funny when you commented on that. So now you all are in the know of what yeah, the yeah. word sure means to us. <laughs> well, do you have anything so, to say about that? What's up? I said, it's just so funny how text can be general but because of what's going on even that day or what just happened like we can read into it so much and not even realize that's there was no intention behind a response or a question it's just like you know it's, it was it is what it is sometimes yeah um, mm -hmm. yeah i texting to me is um i prefer not to text really I think, okay, so we have not talked about that. I, I no. really dislike texting really? a lot. I do it only because I have to. Mm. Mm. So, like, my sisters and I have a rule of thumb. If there's more than three texts, call. Because it gets too much. And I'm, I'm not sure. fast enough to text. I don't do that double thumb thing. I, I actually hold my phone like this. And I use this finger, so I'm like doing this. I'm uh -huh. I'm so old, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like, I'll, so like, my sister will text me. I'll text her, and then I'll be like, "Are you busy?" And then I'll get a call. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, okay, so if you're texting me, you must be in a moment where you're not too too terribly busy, and so you can call. Maybe. I do it with you. I'm like, do you want to? You know, do you want to do a video yeah. chat? Do you want to do a phone call? You know? Well, it's, I like texting and I didn't at first because we had to do it with the, we're so old. You'd have to do it on the numbered phone and like to get, you know, you had to click the one button a few times to get the right letter and then it never worked. Oh, yeah. But I do agree that there are some texts that should be phone calls. Yeah. And there are some people that I know personally that should not text at all. Yeah. They shouldn't just because they cannot communicate <laughs> what they want or need or whatever Yeah, through text. So um, I do make sure I call those people or answer their calls. Um, but I find it convenient because maybe I am busy and I just have one question. Uh, hey, just answer this for me or just, you know, let me tell you this, the kids, Hey, mom's running late or whatever, you know, but I try to call and my kids get annoyed because if I have more than one question, I call the kids. I will not text yeah. them multiple questions. And they're like, why yeah. are you calling me? Cause I'm not going to text you or I'm in the car and I'm yeah. driving in free. I'm like, I'm, I can't, I can't respond to you, but yeah. I think I like, I like to play the middle ground a little bit on texting. Well, and you know, sometimes, um, people of my generation and older don't know all the rules of engagement. Like we were talking earlier about mm -hmm. like the millennials are trying to get rid of some of those emoticons that we like to use mm -hmm. and because they find them offensive and I'm thinking that's offensive. I don't think so. But it makes it easier for me if somebody's like, hey, I got tickets to the, you know, the movie. Don't worry about paying. Thanks. Yeah. You know, it's just a quick, you know, cool. Oh, yeah. But then, know. like, I've gotten texts where 
we all know this from way back in the day when everything's capitalized. It's like they're yelling at you. Somebody did that to me the other day. And they were like, they, I don't even remember what they wrote, but I was like, why are you yelling at me? Because <laughs> they probably forgot. I don't know. Right. Or maybe yeah, they just clicked on, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, like you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, can be misinterpreted in texts. And that's my biggest pet peeve over texting is that it gets misinterpreted. It and you can, don't know yeah. how the person's really... Uh, how they're really feeling like you know that conversation i'm having with one of gabriel's teachers you know i'm like is she mad or is she upset you know what i don't know that so i texted could you please call me because you know i'd rather have a conversation so right. i can feel what your temperature is than you know guess what's going on here so it, it is what it is so. i'll say i don't like so sometimes my text have automatic replies that you can send. Oh yeah. Like autofill. Yeah. And so like if, if, if it knows it's a question, the text is a question, then it'll like give me like yes or no, or repeat questions depending on whatever. Um, but I have by accident, cause when you click on those, it sends it right away. It doesn't put it in the text bubble. It just sends it. And yes. so I have replied the text with some, terrible someone asked me the other day oh they said uh it was for an appointment or uh music lessons singing lessons and how does wednesday at five thirty sound and so i was trying to pull the text down to to answer it and i was doing something else at the same time not driving but doing something else and i clicked <laughs> i clicked sounds good what time question mark no, he told me what time in the text. And so I had to send uh, another text that said that was an automatic reply. I know what time, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll make it happen. But yeah. Yeah. Having to go back to track is also hard, you know, yeah. or if it fills in a word for you or you forget or you put the yeah. wrong letter, it's like autofill is the worst, you know, because then you got to go back and say, you know, it typed in bat instead of that. You're like yeah. that. You know, it's like, I'm yeah. sure they could figure it out, but you just want to make sure that they know. Right. What you're yeah. About. That happens from time to time. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so the other thing we were going to talk about, do we still have time? Uh, we have a few minutes. So you were talking about today about um, feeling a little off. Yes. So, uh, you know, I'm very upfront about um, my depression and anxiety and feeling down and what have you. And so just going to share that here recently, uh, I got sick, my wife got sick and what things can cause me to feel overwhelmed or down. And so, uh, you know, we couldn't get the Christmas decorations packed away. We couldn't get the house clean because we were both with, with this chest cold that we couldn't even walk to the next room without starting already feeling tired and so uh and heavy breathing and so it was just a very odd last couple of weeks with this trying to get healthy and trying to keep the house in somewhat a livable you know stance and then cassie goes to work for three days in a row and uh i'm trying to do what i can uh so just it's it's not always something like um 
major or difficult that sets me off. You know, the the uh, feeling of just incompleteness. The room, like we had put all the Christmas decorations in one room, but they weren't packed away and put away. And then, you know, I kept the house livable, but they're still not clean, clean, you know. And so just all of that with other things that are going on, work or getting the kids in their right places and just overwhelmed me and it just felt really, really down. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, just the smallest thing sometimes just have an effect. Yeah, they do. And, you know, we were talking about, okay, so you mentioned, and I, okay, so you were really good. You remembered the word we used last week to start off our new year. What was it? Um, do you remember my word it was upgrade upgrade that's right upgrade did i use a word elevate elevate i use the word elevate see that's my uh craziness i might just take like ginkgo biloba or something like as if i don't take enough you know, like you know supplements right now <laughs> anyway so you know the new year kicked in Everybody, like, you know, you're still on the high from the holidays, right. and you're feeling like, oh, man, I can I can do everything. I'm going to get it. I'm like, all oh, these, and, you know, and then you start on the list, and you feel a little deflated, mm -hmm. and I, I totally get it. I did get my, like, 99% of my Christmas was put away. I have one box left. There were two ornaments that I needed to put new pictures into because uh, I get a family ornament every year that I put a picture oh, yeah. into. Yeah. So I had, and of course, I tried to go online and uh, things were not working out. I didn't want to get charged, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up going into Walmart at like 7 o'clock at night thinking I can get it done. No, they shut down their kiosks. At like 5.30 or something like that. I can't oh, remember what the time was. No, seven. I, I, I got there too late, whatever it was. Right. But anyway, I'm like, what? So I had to go back again yesterday. And thank God they weren't busy. It, it took less than 15 minutes to get my one-hour pictures. Thank God. Of course, I forgot one more picture. So I came home. Had to order that. Uh -huh. <laughs> but anyway, so I get what you're saying. You know, you, you feel overwhelmed. Right. You know, you feel overwhelmed. So let me just say this to anybody out there, and I, I have mentioned this before. Let me see if I can find I do have it. So we talked about when I lost my notebook last yeah. week. Oh, what's that? What happened? Oh, so my notebook. Uh-huh. The list that I've been doing since, like, I don't know, 1980, I've been doing lists. So I started on January 4th. And I put the date on it, and I made my list, and then I put the next date, January 5th, and, you know, I didn't change it again until January 8th. But I keep carrying over, but you can see that I, I got a lot of check marks of yeah. things that I've been getting done. Um, and there's still stuff that's carried over, you know, onto the next day. Make a list. Uh, and not everything is on this list, let me just say. You know, right. there's other stuff that's like, you know, floating around in my head because, you know, that's what we do. We have a, a never-ending list of things that we have to get done. 
that's just life. So I'm going to go back to put it on a paper and check it off because you feel so much better when you're checking something off, right? Are you there? I'm here now. Oh, what happened? I think that was me. I don't know. Are you lagging? I think so. My computer just started spinning, so. Oh, did you hear me say any of that stuff? I heard you talk about the list and how everything's not on the list. Yes, everything is not on the list, and I encourage everybody to get a list. It's like one of those, it's like Organization 101. What, however you need to do it, I, I, and it makes you feel better when you check off something off of your list. Uh -huh. Even if it's like, um, you know, clean the toilet bowl. I mean, what? Which I did the other day without being asked to do. Good job. I, I did know. too. <laughs> I don't do that. So I surprised my wife with that. See, it's the little things. That's what we're talking about. It's these yeah. little tiny things. It is. That, that made her very happy. It does. Yeah. So. Only 20 years. 24 so, years. How many years? 24. We are on 26. We're going on 27 this year. Yeah, we, um, March is that right? 24. Yes. July. Did you do anything for 25? We did. We went, uh, we were in, okay, so my sister had invited us. This was in, um, okay, so we were married in 1996. So it was 21. 2021 was our 25th anniversary. And my sister had invited us to go to Long Beach Island with them. And uh, so Rich found, and it was, it, always, it ended up being the week that it was our anniversary. So he found this really it was kind of a laid back, but uh, upscale restaurant. Mm -hmm. And it was quite expensive. I have to say the two meals were more than, you know, I've ever paid for anything ever. But what you do is it's like um, uh, the menu they have, you pick a, uh, an appetizer, a main dish and a dessert all for one price. And then they give you different choices. You know, they give you like five choices for your appetizer, five choices for your main meal, and then five choices for your dessert. Like we could have easily split those dishes because it, it was so much. I mean, he got, I think it was a T-bone, like a huge, like 10 ounce T-bone. We normally would split that. Uh -huh. We don't eat all that. So, but he, I'm telling you, that man ate every bite of that steak. Oh my I can gosh. see that though, because yeah. I know, probably thinking, well, I paid for this. I'm going to get every bite out of it. I can. <laughs> <laughs> we left. So the first time Rich and I went on a date, um, I, back in the day, I was, I was, you know, working out. I was lifting weights. I was, you know, running, walking, whatever. So I had a pretty good, healthy appetite. So him taking me out on our first date. He's ordering a salad because he, you know, <laughs> at the time he was an ensign and he wasn't making a whole lot of money. I didn't know that. How do right. I know? I'm thinking, you're taking me on a date, you know. So I ended up ordering like, I don't know, beef tips or something. I can't remember what it was. But I, so we have a joke. I left there. I was like, oh, my belly. 
Oh, my belly. So anytime we overeat, we're like, oh, my belly. Yeah. <laughs> I ate too much. <laughs> so you better start planning for where you're going to take your wife out for your 25th anniversary. I know. I know. Yeah. That's a big one. San Antonio has a lot of really nice restaurants. They do. We've been to a few. Yeah. Yeah. For lunch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think that uh I think we're good, right? We're finished here? I think so. Yeah, this was a good day. Thank you. Um thank you to all of you out there who's listening to us. Um we appreciate your dedication. Mm -hmm. Uh not not for us. Uh, it's for yourself, you know. It's for your relationship with God, but uh we're just glad that you're here listening. We don't know what time of day it is, morning, noon, or night. We don't even know what what day of the month or year it is. It could be a year from now. We have no idea. Right. You might just, like, stumble upon us, which is great. Um, but whenever God's calling on you, you better answer. That's all I got to mm -hmm. say. So yep. I'm going to say thank you, God bless you, and I will see you all on Monday. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.